this is why vulnerability is so important in relationships, because it creates a deeper connection, even in relationships that you feel like you are super close in. Hi, loves. I'm Dantea Mitchell-Hunter, your new fave self-worth therapist, and this is Detox Therapy. Quick note, even though I'm a fully licensed therapist, this show is not a replacement for therapy. If you find yourself needing a therapist, definitely search for one in your area. Now, if you want to work with me, though, and you live in Washington, Georgia, or D.C., then please go to my website at soireesintherapy.com and book your free 15-minute consultation. Hi, loves. We have a very, very exciting episode today. I know I say that with every episode. However, it's true. And so today we have a very, very special guest on. Um, we have a dating coach here and his name is Anwar White. And I have a little, little secret to say. I did not know there were such things called dating coaches out in the world. And so when I discovered that there were not only dating coaches, there was Anwar. I was like, I love his content and I have to have to have to find a way for us to connect and bring him on the show. So Anwar, please introduce yourself. Well, thank you so much for having me first and foremost. Um, Like you said, my name is Anwar White and I am a dating and relationship coach for smart and successful women. I think that they have very unique challenges and um, I've been doing this for a decade, but really all of my life. Uh, So, um, you know, you're not the only person that didn't know that there are dating coaches out there. Um, So part of my job is to let people know that there is help out there for this part of their lives, just like there's help and there are coaches for any other part of your lives as well. Awesome. I love that. So tell for like those who are new to this whole thing, tell us, how did you find yourself getting into like becoming a dating coach? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I feel like I have always really been doing this. Uh, even as a little boy, I was always the person on the playground that was double dutching with the girls and then playing basketball with the boys. So I've been always able to navigate both kind of social circles. I think that I've been born and blessed with a unique perspective of both male and female. So it really does help me in the work that I do um, with my clients in terms of helping them understand how men are perceiving what they're saying and what they're doing um, so that they can move accordingly and and differently in a a way that best serves them. So um, yeah, I think that, um, you know, like I said, since elementary school, but I didn't really get serious uh, in this until I graduated and I got my MBA. And I was, you know, always keeping in in touch with all of my classmates who are amazing women. And everything in their lives was just like rocking out, right? They had the amazing home and and car and they were traveling like crazy. Hashtag black girl luxury, (laughs) hashtag black girl travel. Watch me if you can, <laughs> all that stuff. And it like for all of these women, the one thing that they still needed to get a hold on, a grasp on was their love lives. Mm-hmm. And so 
uh, me being the type A person that I am, I was like, girl, this is ridiculous. Like, we just like need to get this solved for you. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I'm just taking this over. <laughs> and that's exactly what I did. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you were just like living your life and then you decided to help your friends. So you just enrolled in a course? I was like, this is what I'm gonna do. No, like I was saying before, I know men and I know women mm. and I know exactly who my friends were and what they needed. Um, and so, and maybe I knew it before they knew it at that time. And so that's what I meant when I said I'd like took it over. I was like, no, I know exactly what your patterns are and mm -hmm. how you need to stop them and the kind of people that you need to be looking for based on the personality that you are representing of yourself. So um, yeah, so that's what I was doing for like two or three of my friends. Mm -hmm. And then um, they were in relationships within two to three months and then they got married, you know, within two years. And wow. so I was like, Oh, this is much more fun than managing billion dollar businesses. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. This is fun. And I get to talk to my girls. Ah, oh, I just love that. I love that. You just have, I mean, I think it takes a certain type of person and personality to be able to navigate like both of those worlds. Like, getting to know the person that you're going to potentially introduce your friends to checking them out like that whole process i love that i love i love 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 that you got into that when you are i don't know let's imagine like you're just hanging out with your friends maybe they invite a new person to the group right we're all just sitting around dinner table whatever and this person this this female is expressing how she's single and it maybe says some statement that immediately you're like, mm, let me help you out. Like, what's that one statement where you feel like a female, a woman would say that you feel like she could use my help? Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a good question. I, um, when that happens and it happens a lot, I actually like do not try to offer anything okay. because the one thing that I think people do not want to hear about is more advice mm -hmm. on the one thing that they feel like they are really like not like completely killing it. Mm -hmm. So I'm generally quiet and I'm very observant. I've been that way since I've been a very, like a small kid. I think that's natural when you're black. And mm -hmm. for me, if I'm gay, I have to be very observant mm -hmm. of my surroundings. So I, I've always been a very observant person. So I generally can tell when someone is, you know, either thriving in this area of their life or not so um, before they even talk about the subject at hand. Mm -hmm. um, and the things that I, I hear often that I'm like, mm, I'm sure she's having some difficulty with dating if she's very judgmental and critical, mm -hmm. right? If she's like talking about how someone's an idiot or someone's stupid mm -hmm. or like someone's a bum, I'm like, Ooh. oh, that's not going to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because that's the exact opposite of love and acceptance and safety. Mm. If you're doing that in regular talk, then yeah. intimate talk is going to look like that as well. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's one thing that I often kind of observe even before we talk about love life. Right. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I observe is. Um, one's ability to be vulnerable, mm. right? If they're talking about they're, they're if they're talking about a lot, but they're also not talking about anything, then I also realize, hmm, we have maybe some walls, or we're very protected, and I'm pretty sure that that's going to be very difficult mm. when you're trying to connect with someone. Yeah, and so and in that respect, I'm pretty sure that they're probably still single. <laughs> 
love that. I love that. And for me, I'm thinking, because as you know, I'm like a therapist and I work with women around self-worth a lot. And so these conversations come up so much where it's like this trap feeling like I'm, I'm assuming some people listening right now are probably like, so I express myself, but I just shouldn't express myself. So like when, like what is vulnerability, right? Cause they may be thinking, expressing how I'm frustrated with this person. And if they say like that person's a bum or they're stupid, I'm expressing myself. That's me being vulnerable. Is it not? No, that's not vulnerability because that has nothing to do with you. Yeah. It has everything to do with the other person. Vulnerability is, is all about you and you being seen, right? And it's all in how we communicate things. When we're communicating, and I tell this to my clients all the time, it should never be about the other person. It should always be about how you are experiencing that other person. And that can be different for every person, mm. right? So instead of you're an idiot or you're stupid, it is, I'm not feeling hurt right now. Right. Or I feel like you're dismissing what I'm saying. And that's making me feel like I don't want to talk anymore. Mm -hmm. Very different ways of communicating. One way you will get defensiveness and fights and arguments. Another way you will get ears perked up, ready to actually try to protect you. Yeah. Right. That's the difference in the way that we communicate. And oftentimes we're not taught how to communicate. We let emotions kind of override any of that. And that can be really harmful. Yeah, I agree with you. And I, and I, you know, I'm just always thinking about like, what are my clients struggling with or what are women struggling with, especially Black women and as you really focus on high achieving women who have everything else, everything else checked off. They have the car, they have the home or the really nice apartment. They have the income. Right. And it's like, dang, that romantic box is not checked off. And so I can imagine there's a lot of frustration around that. And so how do you help your clients sit in that frustration and move into like, it's okay to be more vulnerable because that's going to get you to love. Yeah. Um, so it's not, for me, it's not one of these things where we're going from zero to a hundred because that doesn't work. No. That doesn't ever work. Even though my clients would love, you know, the way that they're thinking is it's either all or nothing. Yeah. And it's interesting the way that I find that my clients have been really successful in this dating love game is by not going either at a 10 or at a zero, but like staying at a six or seven pace when it comes thinking of it as a marathon and not necessarily a sprint. So I think that that's something that's really helpful when you're thinking about love and dating. Um, I was actually just um, talking with a client of mine who is very, very type A and who's very like hard, 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 hard. And I had to tell her, actually, I'm going to need you to take about two or three months off of this. Wow. (laughs) Because you're too hard and anytime you're going too hard the level of thirst is going to be so great that men are intuitive and they're going to actually sniff that out Mm -hmm. and that's not going to be a good situation for you so we have to like level set and recalibrate that so you can be coming at this not from a place of insecurity and thirst but of a from a place of like calm centered confidence that i think is like really important yes um I'm sorry. I don't think I answered your question. How do I help my clients actually get more vulnerable? Um, Well, one, it's like understanding like where you are in the vulnerability kind of scale. Mm -hmm. Are you really vulnerable? Are you not? Most of them aren't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So first, it's, it's the awareness of understanding, oh, I'm not that vulnerable. And then and this is a really interesting exercise that that you can do. um, Your listeners can do just like at home, you know, 
I always tell my clients, ask the people, ask like two guys and two women, um, what makes you special, what makes you happy and what makes you confident, mm-hmm. right? And hear what they say and hear how they perceive you. It's a very vulnerable thing to ask this. Of it people. is. We don't do this on, a very, on an everyday basis. So you can do that to help because we have to like, you know, actually start and create momentum around this vulnerability. It doesn't just start from anywhere. Mm-hmm. So and most of my clients push back and they're like, I don't want to do this thing. Yeah. This is ridiculous. And then afterward, they're really happy because one, they do it and they have proof of possibility that they can do it. And they understand that vulnerability can actually be strength, mm-hmm. not necessarily weakness, which I think they are often thinking about vulnerability in that way. Yeah. So one, do that. Two, they get to hear about what how people actually think of them mm-hmm. in a way that they don't necessarily get to hear often. This is why vulnerability is so important in relationships, because it creates a deeper connection, even with even in relationships that you feel like you are super close in. Another thing that I do is I I tell my clients, you have to like lay out all of your goals and you have to share them with, you know, two people. Mm. Right. Like We're doing these like exercises every week so that we can start to get comfortable in a certain level of vulnerability. And we get to ask other people what their goals are. Why do we do this? Because, um, and I'm not just talking about like, I want to buy a house and not mm-hmm. any, like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm also asking them like, what are their health, general health goals? Be specific. What are your romantic goals? Yeah. Are, like you have to get down to the nitty gritty here so that people can actually see you. Because here's the thing, most uh, high achieving people, one of the reasons why they're high achieving is that they kind of just like hush their emotions and like just stay in their intellect. Yeah. Right. And like completely like block off their heart because if they did so, who knows if they would even, you know, land at this level yeah. from a professional yeah. perspective. So they kind of had to. And I totally get that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not shading that at all. What I want to have, what I think is really important for them to do is actually have an understanding of how powerful vulnerability can be in this part of your life. Yeah. It's, 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 actually, it's stronger than intellect, right? Which is a thing that most people actually lead with. But in reality, vulnerability is everything. And if that, if your person that you're dating, that you're in a relationship with doesn't know you, they can't fully love you. Yes, exactly. Right? If you're giving literally 50 or 60% of yourself, then he can only love 50 or 60% of you. Mm-hmm. And that is a problem mm-hmm. because guess what? Research tells us that after three months, we can't fake the funk anymore. Yeah. We actually have to just be ourselves. Secrets out. Yeah. If you're if you're getting to know someone and then three months later, they're showing a different side of them that they didn't know. I know men will be like, well, who the hell are you? Yeah. Right. Who did I actually get into a relationship with? Your credibility is shot. He doesn't trust you. Mm-hmm. There's disconnect in the relationship and your prob- guys are probably going to break up pretty soon. Yeah. That's why there are a lot of two and three month relationships that are happening quite often. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. You know, I, I hope everyone is seeing why I had to bring Anwar on the show because the same, same, like I talk about vulnerability and the importance of vulnerability all the time. And I love how you mentioned like, Again, vulnerability is not a weakness. It's actually a strength and it actually can improve and really help you to attach to healthier relationships across the board. And so if we're not being vulnerable, people are not going to know exactly who we are. And yeah, at that three month mark, your true self starts to seep out and they're like, who the hell is this? And you're like, but this is me. And then 
here comes the breakup. And then here comes, see, I told you, Anwar, that never works out. Yeah, definitely. So part of the work that I do with my clients is realizing that um, you have to start at 100% at day one. And so I want to move on to the other thing I wanted to bring up on this episode, because when we were chatting, you mentioned how women get stuck in this like entitlement versus compliment. Um, I would say mindset and feel free to, you know, let me know how, how you name it. I really enjoyed it because a lot of times when we are dating, I think women, high achieving women, right? You we're so focused on like, how do we get the next thing? How do we keep climbing the ladder? Whatever, whatever. And so when we reach a place of, I don't know, a, a goal place, like, oh, I finally got that leadership position or I finally paid off my debt, whatever. We want to date people who also are on that same ambitious train, right? And so if we meet someone and they, I don't know, pay bills with their credit card or whatever, we might be like, oh, why? but I pay everything with, right? Like that kind of stuff. And so could you speak to that mindset for the for those who have like, it has to match me. My partner has to match all the things that I'm doing. They have to be ambitious. They have to be working towards. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So this is, yeah, definitely. So this is so true. And this is something that happens quite a bit with my clients. And I just, I preface working with them by saying like 95% of the time, the person that you're actually going to be with is not going to look like, be like, anything that you even imagine, mm. right? So I want to offer your listeners that because I think it's really important to level set exactly what this uh, what this love game is all about, <laughs> exactly what I call it. So you said entitlements and compliments. I, th- like, I think of it as like uh, you either are looking for your clone or you're looking for a compliment, right? And so many high achieving women are looking for their clone. Um, and that means that they are looking for someone someone who's six feet or taller right and that's like i don't know like 12 percent of the population they're looking for someone who makes six figures that's like nine percent of the population they're looking for someone with a master's degree Mm -hmm. that's another 10 percent of the population right and so um when and when you're looking at men between the ages of 30 and 50 that's roughly let's say 40 percent or so if you do the math since I was a statistics major, you realize that you are only looking at 0.07% of men. That's Mm. not even 1% of men. So when you tell me that it's really hard to meet a man, girl, I believe you (laughs) (laughs) because of the filters that you have, right? So um, that's not going to serve you. It's not. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether he's 5'11 or 6 foot. Mm. And why is that? Why does that not matter? It doesn't matter because it doesn't actually give you an understanding of whether there's going to be a relation, successful relationship outcome or not. Yeah. I want my ladies to actually be thinking about dating for the long term, mm-hmm. 20, 30, 40 years from now, 30, 40 years from now. You're not going to care how like how tall he is, mm-hmm. but you are going to care if he treats you well. Yes. If he does the things that make you feel great. Yeah. Right. So this is what this is what I'm talking about when I'm saying like a lot of those things don't really matter. A lot of my clients say, oh, I want someone that's ambitious. It's a slippery slope, right? Because at the end of the day, if you're looking for a man that's ambitious, his ambitions are always going to become number one. Yep. 
which means that you're number two. Yep. If you're okay being number two, girl, go ahead, live your life. <laughs> I'm not going to tell my clients to be number two. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. So I want us to be really clear about what are the actual needs here. What you're telling me are wants, mm-hmm. right? Which are generally more short-term in nature, but your needs are the things that really actually sustain you. Yeah. And the, a really quick way to think about this is, I want you to think about the things that you didn't necessarily get from your parents, mm-hmm. right? That can be attention, that can be nurturing, that can be life skills, that can be um, unconditional love, that can be supporting your talents, whatever those things are that you didn't get from your parents. And for high achieving uh, women, mm-hmm. most of the time that, that's coming from our moms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's mommy issues, mm-hmm. not daddy issues here <laughs> for the most part. Um, so I want you to think about those things that you didn't get from her. And that will be a good roadmap for you to think about what are the things that I actually need in this relationship, right? I love that. I love that. I think just in my work with my clients, like that is where the rubber meets the road kind of thing. And unlearning, like I have to be looking for my clone. Like you're right. If you want someone who's ambitious, you are probably going to be maybe third if you're lucky, you know? And so it's like, is that really, is that really what you want? And so I, for me, I think the question becomes, if you're saying you're looking for someone who's ambitious, like, what are you really saying? Are you saying you're looking for someone that is committed, consistent? Yeah, I think uh, ambition actually is about someone who can understand my own ambition yeah. and understand it like me. Yeah. Right. And so that is very different. And also ambition and intelligence and education and income are not about those things. Mm-hmm. This is about safety and being provided for. And that might come from a wound that we had growing up as brown boys and girls where money wasn't as good as it is now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And that's something that we're carrying on even in our adulthood. Yeah. It's 2022 and um, I'm sorry, Black women are freaking killing it out there. Yes. And so I want you to be realizing, and I tell my clients this all the time, this isn't the 1980s. This isn't your mother's and your grandmother's love life. Mm -hmm. We're in 2022 and you can actually provide for yourself. Yeah. So when that is the case, what do you actually need? Yeah. Right. It's so important, right? He's going to want to provide and he's going to do what he's going to do and that's fine. But beyond being provided for because you're doing that yourself, what do you actually need? Because those things that you need are the things that are going to help you live Mm -hmm. an amazing, healthy, beautiful 20, 30, 40 year marriage or however long you want to be married for. Here's the thing. Everyone is going, look, 90% of of women out there are going to get married, right? Right. It's about getting married to the right person. I think that's the value add of the job that I do as a dating and relationship coach. Yeah. I can also say that many people don't need dating and relationship coaches, right? Mm -hmm. It's a different world out there. There's so much choice and it's harder, right? I say that not to make you try to get a dating coach, but I just think that's that's fact. Yeah, it's real. Um, I think that the value out of a dating coach is that it helps you accelerate your you getting to your love goals because you you're clear because you have someone that's pointing out your blind spots. Mm-hmm. Right. I have no doubt that everyone can get there on their own. Yeah. Right. That's not why I'm here. I'm here to help you get there a bit faster through understanding yourself and becoming the woman who is actually ready to get into the best relationship of her life. Most women aren't there yet. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that. I love, I just really can like feel your passion behind this. And like, what, what's the, tell me more about the passion. Like what's this driving force behind it? Like why, why does this get you so like excited? I love this. Mm -hmm. I, I am one of the biggest fans of women, specifically black women. And so, you know, um, this work is very personal to me. Right. My, my great grandmother was married three times. My grandmother was married three times. My mother was married four times. Oh, wow. My sister is on her second marriage. Yeah. Thanks to on a good one. Um, my other sister just got out of a narcissistic relationship. Mm-hmm. This shit is personal to yeah. me. Right. I want all women, specifically black women, to get the love that they need, deserve. And, and because I know that with this, so much can come from it, mm-hmm. right? But it is actually, sometimes women can feel like, oh, it's just going to hold me hold me back. No, it actually like accelerates all of the goals that you want, yeah. right? Even like financially, splitting rent or, mm-hmm. or mortgages or whatever, yeah. right? You being able to quit your job yeah. and become an entrepreneur because you're tired of the nine to five or nine to six mm-hmm. or nine to nine. Yeah. Right. Microaggressions, all that. This, your relationships are some of the most important things that you can really focus on that can level up your life in such a dramatic way. And I just want to be a part of it. I love that. Ah, you are talented. I can't thank you enough for um, sharing all these uh, gems. Of course. I want to say one thing, cause this reminds me, I was just on the, I was just talking with uh, a client of mine mm-hmm. and it, we were talking about this thing that you just brought up about her having it. It has to look a certain kind of way, right? He, he has to look a certain kind of way. Yeah. And she's actually been ch- talking with someone who doesn't look that kind mm-hmm. of way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. And I had to, I had to break it down to her because I think this is really important, especially if you're a amazing, talented black woman out there, you are literally like using your life to create a certain reputation and brand for yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think sometimes because you've been doing that for so long so that you were not that stereotypical black person that society thinks about, right? That you've been running away from this, that we have to make sure that the person that with us, that is with us is super aligned with the brand that we've created for ourselves. There's no way that that can happen. Mm. Everyone has their own brand. Yeah. So you trying to make somebody your brand actually is impossible and unrealistic. Right. And it also just shows me (laughs) that you're not accepting of another person. Absolutely. Right. So one thing that I want to offer to them and then what I offer to my client is that one, not everybody is going to be mad at you for bringing someone home that doesn't look or behave just like you. Mm -hmm. Just something that I I learned as well. That uh, people, when people see that you're happy, they're going to be really happy for you, and they're going to be excited. They're not going to be thinking that this guy is five ten and not six one, yeah. right? They're not going to be thinking about those things mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So I want, I really, truly want to get that across. Um, secondly, I want us to think about when we're not accepting them. Uh, it's not even though they're amazing individuals and my clients literally at by the end of this month going to get in a relationship with this guy. <laughs> um, 
I think it's really about how we think other people are going to think about him, mm-hmm. right? And so one of the exercises that I did that I just want to offer your listeners yeah, is that um, I actually want you to narrow it down. Who are the people that you are afraid of? Like their opinion. Mm-hmm. You'll realize that it's actually not hundreds of people. That yep. it's actually like three to five. Yeah. Right. So we have to name them. Mm-hmm. You have to name who are the people that you're actually like scared of their opinion or scared that they're going to reject your partner who you like or love so much. Then I want you to. Then I want to offer, like, I want us to understand how often would you potentially be seeing that person with your partner, right? Why do I say that? Because if you're seeing this person quarterly, let's say it's one of your best friends Mm -hmm. that you went to grad school with, if you're seeing this person like one, two times a year, do we really care about what is going to be said once every six months? Yeah, true. Versus every day of your actual partner. Yeah, I don't think so. We, we have to kind of break it down so that we can really level set exactly what's happening here. It's not the world's going to reject him. It's literally three people that you see once every three to six months mm-hmm. who actually doesn't matter in the everyday. Yeah. Like so many, so much is about living with this person in the everyday and feeling good, comfortable, safe, secure, understood, mm-hmm. heard, seen, Absolutely. right? And that is going to eclipse all of these other opinions. So um, I know that that was a lot, but I just think it's important for us to like really understand that um, when you accept a person, everyone will. Yes. And when you accept a person, it also means that you have to accept yourself and accepting yourself is actually the work that I do with my clients. Yeah, absolutely. I think what I'm hearing you say is naming those three people that you're most concerned about would judge, shame, whatever, any type of negative thing about this relationship that you're in. And what I hear is what happens is you take on their beliefs, their perceptions, their rules and regulations and all that. And then when you hold that onto yourself, then you're just, you're doing all the judging for them with your partner every day, every hour through text, whatever that is. And so again, like it's this, this, uh, dissociating where you're not even centered. You're not even, you're not being vulnerable. You're not showing up authentically. I love that. You have to be thinking about all that. Um, and this is another reason why I'm so happy you're on this show because we have very similar ideas behind all about like just worth and how to be, how to be you. And I love that. I can't say that enough. I feel like I am a broken record and I'm okay with that. <laughs> so Anwar, can you please tell us, cause I'm sure by now people are like, okay, I've heard enough. How do I connect with you? Like, I need to, I need to know how can they find you? What, what, um, what services are you offering? Let us know. Yeah, no problem. So, um, when you're done listening to this amazing podcast, you can always go to mine as well. It's called the get your guy coaching podcast. And we talk about all of these different subjects and go into crazy depth and analysis and all of this. Um, so that's one way that you can connect with me. Another way is if you go to my website, www.getyourguycoaching.com. Um, there is opportunity for you to book a free consultation call with me if that's something that's of interest to you. Uh, in that call, we'll talk about your personal love life and maybe how the things that we've discussed in this session apply to your own personal journey. Um, I know that a lot of 
people who have been on that call has has it's, it's been one with some tears yeah. if you're open for that yeah. right open to actually go there um but a lot of people have said it's been one of the best uh, calls of their life and so um i'm excited to connect with anyone who's ready mm-hmm. um i know that the work is important and the work works so um yeah if you guys all want to book that consultation call please uh by all means do it um, I'm really proud of the results that I get from my clients. Roughly 90% of my clients are in relationships within four months of working with me, mm-hmm. plus or minus a month. Yeah. And then of those people, roughly two thirds of the women are getting married within two years. So uh, we're definitely doing uh, the Lord's work over <laughs> here, honey. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I know I, I always think about what people would say, kind of like a devil's advocate kind of thing, like the pushbackers. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking their immediate thoughts are, can I do that without doing on the whole online thing? I, I just want to meet someone at the grocery store, like the old fashioned way. What would you say to them? I would say then my program's not for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Here's the thing. If you want to do one thing a certain kind of way, it just means that you're not being open-minded. You get different results by doing things differently. So if you're not willing to do things different, which is really what growth is all about, going out of your comfort zone and actually doing something that is uncomfortable and doing things in a new way to get new results. So guess what? Keep on, if you want to do things the old-fashioned way, go ahead and do it in this (laughs) pandemic, girl. Go ahead and do it. I'm not going to stop you. What I'm going to do is for the clients that are ready to do something in a very, really interesting way. I have my, my, I have a specific proprietary online dating strategy that I teach all of my clients so that they're not going out with random people Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the thing that gets you into the start and stop mode. Um, And that's what makes dating so frustrating and exhausting. Yeah. I have a specific way where they're only going out on physical dates with men that are of the highest quality. Mm-hmm. We actually put these men through a specific funnel that vets them so that you're not going out with uh, people that um, are not showing up for you. Yeah. So yeah, I, I have my own way of teaching my clients how to meet high quality men. And so if that's something that you're not interested in, I'm not here to force anyone to do anything. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you heard it here, everyone. If you want to work with Anwar, you're going to have to be open. You're going to have to be ready to be in new experiences. You're going to have to be ready to be stretched. You're going to have to be ready to to cry, to cry on the phone with a stranger who's truly, really wanting you just to find love. And I really hope that you contact him because as you do the healing work, when you work on yourself and then you're like, okay, I want to check this next box off and getting to like the love of my life, the the relationship, my dreams and everything. This is who you want to connect with. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I will leave all of your info in the show notes and so people can contact you. And I cannot wait to hear about um, all of the success that you guys are going to have working with Anwar. All right. Until next time, loves, you got this. Thank you, loves, for listening to this week's episode. If you're enjoying the show, it'd be really great if you could please rate and review. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Soirees and Therapy. To learn more about the services I offer, visit soireesandtherapy.com. If you've got a question you'd like me to answer, please send your question to dantea at soireesandtherapy.com. The answer might just become an episode.